For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and of course, always at MileHighSports.com, where we have great reaction to the bad Denver Broncos loss on Monday Night Football, of course. To the Kansas City Chiefs 27-23. Going to get your reaction on the podcast today. A couple takeaways from the game as well and some news that is also coming out as well. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. A lot of great stuff over there at Tap 14. Be sure to check out the, well, the candied bacon and the nachos, as I always like to say. But also on the podcast, want to strongly encourage you to check out, well, the 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Some of those distilled spirits, of course, right here locally in Colorado. And that's the great thing about Tap 14, you know. Uh, they are uh, good local people who uh, help support back that local uh, provider. So a lot of good stuff over there at Tap 14. You can check them out on the web, tap14.com. That's Tap 14. Dot com. Of course, the Broncos lose 27-23. They are up by 10 in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things, and they come storming back. I don't even know where to start with this, guys. I really don't because the Denver Broncos lost in all facets of the game at all their crucial points in the game, even though things looked very promising for a majority of the game. First of all, Denver A does not get blown out by KC early. They actually did a really good job in the first half containing Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes and making sure that this didn't become one of those 48-10 track meets where Kansas City just boat races and embarrasses Denver. So they did a good job there in the first part. The Denver Broncos offense put up some points early as they were expected to because this was a Kansas City defense that was just not good and they put the defense in position to win the game in the uh, final points of the fourth quarter. Denver's special teams failed at points because, well, with uh, the opportunity to pin Kansas City deep, uh, Marquette King, who we're going to talk about in the podcast, uh, had just a dreadful 35-yard punt, which set up KC in a really good position to essentially take the lead and uh, you know win the game. Denver's defense, of course, was in that position with the 10-point lead, and they faltered. And then, of course, at the very end of the game, Case Keenum misses Demarius Thomas on the right sideline by a couple yards. It was... <laughs> It's just not good. You throw in the delay a game and all the uh, very, very animated Broncos post game. You're going to hear some of that sound here in just a second. Um, it, it was just a a it it was a gut punch of gut punches 
for the Denver Broncos because this was a divisional game at home with the opportunity, the opportunity that you could have left Denver with a share of the lead and one in the bank when it came to the division. Instead, Kansas City looks like they are going to run away with the division now at 4-0, and Denver is still seeking all kinds of problems or trying to find some answers for a ton of big problems. Um, Let's start with the offense, and let's start particularly with Case Keenum because this is just... uh, We are now slowly passing the baton from what many believed was Denver was just not getting the best of case Keenum to case Keenum is just not very good right now. And maybe not period. Um, This is a guy who is ranked in the bottom half of the NFL in just about every single statistical category that you could think of when it comes to a quarterback. And for those who say supposed to be brought in, who is careful with the football, he is ranked 29th in regards to completion percentage, 61.1, and only Andy Dalton and Derek Carr have more interceptions than him. I mean, this is they're just getting poor play for somebody who they signed to such a large contract in the offseason. Now, by all means, Denver was not going to get Pro Bowl play from Case Keenum. I don't think anybody, when, they, when the Denver Broncos signed Case Keenum that day after free agency opened, I don't think anybody looked at Case Keenum and said, wow, that is a Pro Bowl quarterback that they're going to get for the next two years. They certainly weren't expecting this kind of disappointing and just terrible play. Four games in, 25% of the season is done, and nothing that Keenum has done has said, wow, this is a guy that can win you 10 games. Now, I understand he has the two comeback wins, but they're comeback wins because of the fact that he turned the ball over in those games. And might I remind you, in two of the four games that he has played, those are against two of the worst defenses in the league. And I quite literally mean that Oakland and Kansas city, I believe when it comes to points per game, they are second and third worst in the league. Just a dreadful performance again from case Keenum that it just is not very good right now. Um, and I'm not sure if he will ever be with the Denver Broncos. But of course that is a major glaring takeaway uh, when it comes to the Denver Broncos. I do want to get to this delay of game situation because There was a situation in the third and the fourth quarter, but particularly I want to magnify the fourth quarter because there were an an abundance of Broncos who were extremely animated in the locker room postgame that I spoke to. You're going to hear from Damana Pecco, uh, who had a lot to say about a delay of game call that was missed with about two minutes left just before the two-minute warning. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes to the line. Kansas City is on offense trying to score the game-winning touchdown. It is, I believe it was third and five, and essentially the delay, the, the clock ran out. The play clock ran out, and there is a nice large zero that is, uh, of course, screenshotted and, and promoted on Twitter several times that the officials simply missed. Now, when the Broncos, and there were a group of them, between Shane Ray, Shelby Harris, Demata Pecco, Zach Kerr was in that group. They asked the officials for an explanation of why the delay of game was not called. And this is what the officials told them. Oh, he just said, oh, we missed it. Well, you missed it, and uh, we, they, they got the first down. So how's that? You know, what, what justice does that give us, you know? So uh, they got to really clean that shit. 
f***ed up, I think, because uh, uh, it's really f***ed the game. So. so, again, that's the officials telling the Broncos, the Bronco players, that another official whose sole job to watch the clock, that he just missed it. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and say that the Denver Broncos lost because of a penalty like that, but certainly a penalty that should have been called regardless of how many penalties or non-penalties were called. That was one that should have been called, and it certainly, uh, well, to uh, Demata Pecco, it, it pissed him off. There's two, two, two uh, delayed games there that they missed, one in the third, one in the fourth, and that big one right here at the end was, uh, you know, it kind of cost us there, you know, so you work your tail off all week, and uh, it sucks to put the game in the hands of the refs and stuff, you know, like that. It's like that, you know, so that kind of pissed me off. So obviously the penalty, a, a big glaring problem for the Denver Broncos post game. But I think the Denver defense knows that that is not exactly the reason why they lost because they were uh, they were not good towards the end. Now, certainly Chris Harris Jr. also had comments uh, that kind of was very much in that realm as well, too. And more particularly focusing in on the second and 30 that, of course, everybody is talking about how Denver allows Kansas City really out of those situations was a big problem. But I want to talk about the fourth quarter in general, because Denver's defense was really put in a best case scenario. And yet they faltered because all we talked about was that the Denver Broncos offense needs to score and score early so that Denver's defense can play into their strength. And that's going after the quarterback late in games. Now, you can't do that when you're behind. And obviously, that gets a little uh, dicey when you're also tied. But Denver had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And this is a team that allowed the two touchdown drives to Patrick Mahomes. Now, I understand Patrick Mahomes is a very good quarterback. And he just continually, seemingly, is lighting up NFL teams in magical ways, of course, he he can scramble well. He can throw out of the pocket. Uh, but clearly, in the first half of the game, Patrick Mahomes was very uncomfortable. But yet, uh, and it's incredible. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes in this way because the poise and the, the patience of him throughout that game was just, it was incredible to watch as he set his team up to win the game in the final two drives. Now, these are two drives that spanned both eight plays or more, 60 yards or more, and they were both accomplished in different ways. The 12-play 75-yard drive to make it 23-20 Denver was a six-minute drive, a little bit more um, a little more patience from Mahomes, uh, a lot of third downs on the play that he converted that he just seemingly was always just a tick ahead of the Denver Bronco defense. They score, it's 23-20, Denver goes three and out, and then they punt it away, and then we'll get to special teams because, well, it was a shanked punt. There's no no other way to put it from Marquette King. Then Kansas City's offense, of course, goes on the drive where they, they score a touchdown on the 60 yards, eight plays that took only, well, less than three minutes off the clock. And then, of course, you had the delay of game and the situation, well, the non-call and all that hollabaloo. But the point being here is that Denver had a 23-13 lead and yet coughed it up. And this was supposed to be the ideal situation for the Denver Broncos defense. I don't care who they're facing. I don't care if they're facing Patrick Mahomes or, 
or or Jared Goff and the Rams offense or or a bad offense in Seattle, Oakland. Yet they still faltered and they still couldn't get to the quarterback. And, and that's that is extremely glaring moving forward, because I think the confidence that was put into the idea that Denver's defense is going to shut a team down if they are given not only a one-possession lead, but a double, a two-possession lead, and yet they could not, in a best-case scenario, come through. So certainly a, a lot of disappointment, as Darian Stewart told me post-game. This one hurts. He said this one hurts because, uh, again, the divisional case at home, a lot of cases that uh, should have gave Denver a win, but of course they, uh, well, they do not. They they lose 27-23 as Patrick Mahomes with some late game heroics. Now, uh, it's a Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast presented by, uh, well, our friends at Tap 14, as well as our friends also there at Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus, you can get 20% off your, uh, po- your subscription with the promo code. The promo code is POD20. I want you to use that promo code, POD20. 20% off your edge or elite memberships because there are a lot of great nuggets from Pro Football Focus. I'm going to give you a couple here in just a second because they rotate around the offense. And I want to talk about that offense who I, I don't know how to describe it other than Case Keenum is just, he's just not very good. It's it's time to put reality here and and stop trying to sugarcoat this or trying to look for some false optimism that, that says that, well, maybe that Denver's just not played their best game yet. Um, you know, they have an opportunities and they're just trying to knock off the rust. No, it's, it's time to get over it. They're 25% through the season. They've played two bad defenses and yet case Keenum once again, struggled big time now from a clean pocket. Also, uh, just not very good. Pro Football Focus ranked Case Keenum uh, when he is having a considered clean pocket. He's now thrown four turnover-worthy passes from that clean pocket this season. That is tied for the most among quarterbacks. Uh, Keenum, Keenum's grading was just not very good. His play was just not very good. He was uh, ineffective. And then, of course, uh, what many point to is the missed touchdown to Demarius Thomas. And there is a poll. Up on my Twitter feed at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Of the following, which really was the worst, I don't know, the, the thing that hurt the Broncos the most in that game. And one of those options, and your number one option right now, is Case Keenum missing the touchdown, with the other uh, options being the missed delay of game, the second and 30 defense, and the defense blowing a 10 point lead. But that is your number one option right now in case Keenum missing that touchdown because Demarius Thomas was wide open. He was wide open. It was a fairly quality route from Demarius Thomas. And I don't know why Demarius Thomas is taking so much heat today because a lot of people are like, well, he quit on the route or he, he high-stepped or uh, he wasn't running full. Do you watch football? Are you watching the play? It was a fairly quality route. Um, it was just a bad pass. Case Keenum missed the throw. And maybe it's unfair to think about this, but I brought this up on my Twitter feed. I'm curious to know if you think this. Does Case Keenum hit that game-winning touchdown if it's Emmanuel Sanders instead of Demarius Thomas on the receiving end? Case Keenum and Demarius Thomas just seemingly have not been on the same page. And it seems like just from day one, 
They just have not been on the same page. Whether it be the style of wide receiver that Demarius Thomas is, I, I just don't understand why they haven't been on the same page since day one, and it kind of bit them at the wrong time, but it was a bad pass. It was a bad pass by Case Keenum that he just missed, and obviously he wants that one back. He's not going to get it back, and it costs Denver a win uh, because they take the lead with just seconds left, and Denver is 3-1 and one, tied for the division lead with a, well, 2-0 division record and a game up on KC, which is a big deal, but now, unfortunately, not so much as Denver has to now travel to KC in their next matchup. So the offense, clearly major issues. But more importantly, I want to get to the play calling for the offense because all game long, and if you follow me on Twitter, I was screaming about this, I don't understand why Denver got away from what was working. And, And this just seemingly is a problem, I think, that constantly reoccurs throughout the year with not, and I don't want to just focus in on the Broncos. Uh, This happens with all NFL teams, but why you go away from what works, I just don't get. The Broncos two touchdown drives scoring the 14 points featured 10 runs and four passes. For the three touchdown drives that scored field goals, nine points, they had 16 passes and six runs. Denver on the ground was very good. Very good. 22 runs for 159 yards. They averaged 7.2 yards per carry. 7.2. Might I also add that no Denver running back ran for 20 yards or more in a single run. So it's not like they had an 80-yard run or a 60-yard run that just padded their stats. This is just a bunch of gashing runs And yet, somehow, Royce Freeman finishes with eight carries. I just don't understand this. Royce Freeman should be the featured back here getting 15 to 20 touches. And it's great that Phillip Lindsay is getting these runs, and it's a great story. But Royce Freeman is showing why the Broncos took him so high because that touchdown run was just absolutely magnificent. I mean, that touchdown run for him showed incredible patience, incredible vision, and power that I'm not sure we've seen since Clinton Portis. I mean, it was a just a phenomenal touchdown run, and yet they're not putting the ball in his hands and giving him the opportunity. And look, this is no, this is nothing new. This is a Denver Broncos offensive bot. I've talked about it podcast. Situation. And now it seems like it's the same thing where it's the offensive juggernaut on the running and yet they go away from it. I don't understand. I just don't get it. Royce Freeman finishes with eight carries for 67 yards. Philip Lindsay also effective, 12 carries for 69 yards. And yet you put the ball in the hands of Case Keenum 33 times and uh, his quarterback rating was 73.4. It's just, it's just mind blowing. Um, if if there was a bright spot from the Broncos' offense, it was maybe Jeff Hireman. Um, although you could say after you take out his thirty-six yard reception on that fourth down duck, he only catches three passes for twenty-one yards. But certainly baby steps, four catches, fifty uh, fifty-seven yards. Uh, of course, he was targeted seven times, and certainly for Hireman, who has to step up now, obviously with Jake Butt 
on injured reserve. Uh, he led the Denver offense in rece- in receiving yards, and that is the first time in 15 games that a Denver tight end has led the Broncos since A.J. Derby. I believe it was back in October of last year against the L.A. Chargers when A.J. Derby led the team with 66 yards. Well, uh, Jeff Hireman and his 57 yards led the team. Sutton finished second with 51, and Sanders uh, was uh, third with 45 yards. So the offense just looked uh, out of sync, ineffective in the passing game, and yet you you, you leaned on the passing and away from the running. It was just a mess and it, it just mind-boggling. So want to get your responses on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. I asked you guys, uh, what do you think? This this team and, and what was your biggest takeaway, your biggest disappointment from the Broncos? Because I think that's the overall theme to this game is there, there isn't much. I mean, we're reaching when it comes to a four-receiving 57-yard tight end as being a bright spot. That is a massive reach in this game. Uh, your responses on Twitter, Baylor Braddock says, play calling on first and second and long when it comes to the defensive side. No way should they be getting 20 yards on first and third. I mean, this is just, a lot of it comes down to that defensive sequence, the second and long, the third down, just a lot of problems. Uh, Dan Burke on Twitter says Keenum defensive blue a few chances, but overall played well against the best offense in the league. Holding them to 27 points is pretty good. Holding Mahomes to one touchdown is a triumph. Keenum needs to make those throws. He get paid. He's get he's being paid a lot of money to be a minor upgrade over Trevor Simeon. That's Dan Burke on Twitter. Dan, I'm going to actually disagree with you. He's being paid a lot of money to be a downgrade right now over Trevor Simeon because you look at the side-by-side, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. And again, I go back to the earlier in the podcast, we talked about how I think a lot of individuals are trying to, I don't know if making excuses is too strong, but we keep bringing up the idea that Case Keenum, oh, we just haven't seen the best of Case Keenum. We just, well, it, it was a knocking off the rust. Bad first three weeks. No, this is who he is. Last year was an aberration. And now Denver is seeing the real Case Keenum that was Case Keenum prior in L.A. And I don't even remember where he was. Houston where he was a journeyman quarterback who was just not very good. And I think that's really what Case Keenum is at this point. Uh, Austin actually responds and says, minor upgrade. We would have lost the two games we won. We had Trevor still. The secondary gave this one up. So he disagrees. Uh, Nero on Twitter says, I was frustrated the defense could not get to Mahomes. So close, so many times it seemed a blind man has to admit that Mahomes is a special kind of QB. I agree. Uh, Mahomes is just a, a out of this world quarterback. And I tell you what, I turned to multiple media members in the box around the fourth quarter. And I told many individuals, they say, you know what the worst part is in this whole thing? Denver gets to face Mahomes now two times a year for the next 10, 15 years. (laughs) 
All is rosy in Denver. Uh, Denver G- Dan Degenerates says defense couldn't keep a double digit lead. Is that Joe Woods just calling prevent losing defenses? Uh, look, it certainly was not good when it comes to the defensive scheme. And I, I, I will say this. I think a lot of that comeback was more about Patrick Mahomes being incredible and not so much the defense just being awful. The defense was certainly not good. I'm not going to argue that. But Patrick Mahomes was quite special in that fourth quarter, and I think that was a big part of it. Bar Jarrah 1978 says Vance Joseph was disappointing, Joe Woods and Bill Musgrave. So he's putting this one on the coaching staff. Uh, Denver Nuggets fans, hey, their season's starting soon, says uh, that they gave up the lead. So more so on the defense. Tom Wynn, boy from Slow 27, says Vance Joseph's play calling when we were up 23 20 with six minutes left was terrible. Um, Isaiah on Twitter, Isaiah 61 man says that we hung with one of the best teams in the league only to let the game slip away. It was especially taxing to watch a second and 30 be dissolved away in two plays. So that's your responses. Uh, it is, uh, a, a very, I think disappointing. Disappointing is the, the biggest word to use here and maybe so much a reality check to a Denver team that, that looked like they were starting to, to get off to a good start. And now two games and all of a sudden you're two and two and looking like the sky is falling. But more importantly, I think you look at those games and you say, look, it take, it, it took a pretty crazy comeback for Denver to be two and two. And those comebacks are only because of the deficiencies at quarterback. I mean, certain plays break certain ways, but you can look at this team and almost at 0-4. I mean, this is this is a really a, a team that is on the ropes right now. And hopefully a road trip to New York maybe ails those sicknesses. I'm not so confident, though. I'm not so confident. So certainly lots of problems to get to. Uh, of course, we will be covering the Denver Broncos all week long in our daily Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can check it out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. A lot of good stuff over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Always getting your responses on Twitter. So if you have an opinion to share, be sure to do so over there. And then, of course, check out the coverage at milehighsports.com when it comes to the Broncos from Justin Michaels to Rich Kurtzman, Sean Drotar, Zach Seegers, myself over there at milehighsports.com. A lot of good stuff. So be sure to check that out for not only coverage of the Broncos Blitz podcast, but archives as well, too. And, of course, it's presented by our friends at Pro Football Focus. 20% off. Use the promo code POD20. That's POD20 for 20% off your subscription to Pro Football Focus. That's the Elite or Edge memberships POD20 for 20% off your subscription and of course I have to thank our friends locally here at tap 14 1920 blake street 70 colorado beers on tap 100 colorado distilled spirits and maybe it's saturday or sunday football and you want to go and grab some brunch watch the game you can do so over there at tap 14 1920 blake street just a hop skip and a jump away from coors field check them out on the web that's tap 14.com tap 14 spell out the word 14 for me tap 14 For more archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, I appreciate you listening. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com, milehighsports.com.